It's only nine days into this new year, and I know that some of you, myself included, have had at least one opportunity, if not more, to do what I'd like to talk through with you this morning. You've already had the opportunity to trust God, either because of some decision that needed to be made or because of a challenge or difficulty in your life that you're facing or in the life of someone that you, you, you love. I mean, isn't it true? You, you, you begin a, a new year wondering what it's going to bring that you didn't expect. And so often it, it doesn't take very many days into a new year before the unexpected happens. Last Sunday, I'm up here preaching and I introduced a sermon by saying that these two weeks, we're going to take a very high level look at how to maximize this new year, what to make it, uh, what to do to make it a year of spiritual growth in our lives and, and what to do so that we can impact the lives of others in a very good and positive way. And I said that we're going to spend these two Sundays focusing on where to center our lives to guide us in every decision and choice that we make in 2011. Um, and, you know, and, and so I began last Sunday talking about loving God and, and then today trusting God. So how long do you think it took for me to have the opportunity to do the second, to trust God, before the day ended? All it took was a phone call from someone I have a great deal of love for to hear what they're facing in their own life, and I'm there in a moment needing to trust God. Wednesday morning, Lorinda Porter, uh, my administrative assistant, came to work with no idea how her son Bronson's day and her own day would take a totally unexpected turn where in a moment she found herself needing to trust God. At three minutes before one o'clock, she received this text from Bronson, who's a student at Millard South, and it said, Code red, if I don't make it out, I love you. I mean, if there's ever a time in a, in a parent's life where they needed to trust God to protect their child, I'd say Lorinda experienced it in, in a big way. And, and I think it shows us that none of us can know what this year could bring into our own lives where we'll need to trust God. This morning, we're going to look at, at the most important time in our life when trusting God makes all the difference. And it's trusting God's wisdom when we're faced with a choice to go our way or to go God's way. And we're going to look at two verses from the Old Testament book of Proverbs, verses that many times, if you grew up in a church, you uh, some of the earliest verses that you learn, be, and, and often they're, they're included in a list of verses that are given to someone when they just began their, their relationship with Christ, and for good reason. Because of the direction they give and the promise that they contain, they're Valuable verses to know and carefully consider wherever you may be on your spiritual journey. Because if we do what they tell us to do, we'll have a very, very good and very profound impact on our lives. And here's, here's the statement from Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Friends, I I believe that a fundamental decision of facing each one of us who follow Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord is how seriously we're going to take our faith. How much are we going to let our faith affect our everyday life? And there are really only two directions that can be taken. One is to make our choices in life without regard for God. The other is to seek God's will with a sincere openness to God's truth and God's wisdom revealed to us in the pages of Scripture. The challenge that comes to us with this proverb is to put our whole life into God's hands to trust God fully. To let God lead and guide us in every area of our lives until the point that God would prove himself untrustworthy and then at that point, bail. But until that point, give God full shot. Give God the opportunity to lead and guide your life and prove himself trustworthy. That's the challenge that comes to us with Proverbs chapter 3, these two verses. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at these verses line by line. And then when we're done, I'm going to ask you to make a decision this morning. So first of all, here's, here's the first line. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I, I think we'd all agree that the word trust is a very big word. Perhaps a a good way to understand what's meant in this phrase is through the common experience we all go through in developing relationships with other people. A big part of this is building trust. Whether we're consciously aware of it or not, from, from the first points of interaction with another person, we start keeping track of how trustworthy this person really is. Are they someone who keeps their commitments? Do they do what they say they're going to do or or don't they? Are they someone who can be trusted to keep confident some some serious matters of the heart that you shared with them? Are they someone who has been consistently truthful with you? Are Are they honest in their dealings with people? Have they proven to be a friend that you can go to for advice and receive guidance that that is wise and constructive toward making good decisions? Over time, based on your experiences with this person, your trust in them will either be enhanced or eroded. And the point that I'm making in all of this is that whenever you're establishing a trusting relationship, there there are risks that are involved. There are steps to take. You have to to engage in a a series of, of disclosures or commitments in order to find out if that other person is, in fact, trustworthy. And it's not a passive deal. You just can't sit back and say, well, several months from now, after having done nothing or engaged in nothing, I'm going to decide whether or not this is a trustworthy person. It's messier than that. It's got little steps and little risks and then little little larger, bigger steps and risks. And then, and then you step back and you evaluate. And that's really the way it works with human relationships. And after you've done this for several months with that person, you're going to decide whether or not that is someone you can trust or they are someone you cannot trust. 
Either way, in order for you to reach that conclusion, you have to engage with that person. It's the same way with God. In order to get to the point where you can say that you trust God, you have to engage with God personally and genuinely and earnestly and in some, in, in, in some everyday kinds of dealings and interactions with God. And it's, it's then and only then that you can determine for yourself if you can say with confidence and conviction that you trust God. You've got to experience those daily kind of trusting situations where we're trusting God with our whole heart in every situation, at every interaction, uh, intersection of life so that when we're faced with God's path and our own path, we take God's path. Every time we do this, we discover anew the trustworthiness of God, that God's path is the better plan and better and, and the wiser path for our lives, that the, that the wisdom of God is, is higher and better than the wisdom of man, better than our own wisdom. I'm so thankful that I can say that through my own life, with every experience that I've had trusting God and going God's way, my confidence in the trustworthiness of God has only grown. I can tell you today that I'm more convinced of the trustworthiness of God than I've ever been in my life. I do not regret a single time that I followed God's path. And sometimes it was hard and sometimes it was confusing. And there were times when when everything within me wanted to go in my own direction. Through all these years, I have no regrets for taking the path God led me on, but I do regret those times that I refused to follow God. It's as though I have two files for these crossroads in my life. I have a, I have a, a stupid file and I have a smart file. My stupid files for those times that I choose to, chose to trust myself rather than God and I went my own way. My smart files for those times I trusted God and I followed God's path for my life. I've always regretted the first. I've never regretted the second. So going forward, the goal I place before myself and what I'm asking you to do is to trust God in every circumstance and decision point of your life, to trust God with all my heart and to follow the path that God chooses for me. Second line, lean not on your own understanding. What does this mean? Does it mean that you don't use the brains that God gave you? Does it, does it mean that you discount your own discernment? Does it mean that you pretend that you haven't learned anything throughout the course of your life? Not at all. Rather, it means that you should be, we should be, wary of our reflex human reaction to complex life situations. It means that the human perspective on life is always a bit limited. It means that we desperately uh, desperately need God's perspective or chances are that we're going to mess up if we just follow human intuition. All it's saying, friends, is that even those who are pretty smart, 
who may have had a lot of life experiences, even those who, who, are, who are pretty good in school, those honor road types, in spite of all of that, still human logic is awfully limited and sometimes flawed. Human intuition is sometimes dead wrong. Our best notions about the way things ought to be sometimes are ill-advised and even destructive or dangerous. And so when it comes right down to the key decisions of our lives, you and I need more than our limited wisdom can offer. We desperately need the wisdom of God. We need God's mind on the matter. And when God gives it to us through his word and by his Holy Spirit, we've got to trust it and live by it. And I can tell you that every time we do that, we're going to look back and say, I am so glad I didn't go on intuition. I'm so glad that I didn't depend on my limited understanding. I'm thankful that I I took God's path at that intersection of my life. And I know now that if I wouldn't have, I would have messed up big time. And so this phrase is saying, when in doubt, always, always, always trust the wisdom of God. Look at the third line. In all your ways, all your ways, acknowledge him. This is saying that whatever area of your life you decide to keep God out of, whatever you decide to retain control of and manage your way instead of God's way, that one area is likely to be enough to imperil the quality of your life and the lives of those around you. I mean, really, everybody, how many holes does it take to sink a ship? Just one, and it doesn't have to be that big. You know, I think that that it's true that so many followers of, of Jesus Christ trust God and follow God's wisdom in almost every area of their life, like nine out of ten. And they pat themselves on the back for the nine, but that one area they retain control of. This may be true of you. Maybe it's a a lifestyle issue. Something you know is wrong, but you still hang on to it. Maybe it's your relationship with your wife or husband. And in in your marriage, it's all about you. You you care little for bringing joy into the life of, of the person you're married to. Or maybe it's your relationship with your children to something as serious as physical, verbal abuse. Or or maybe it's your relationship with your parents where you're disrespectful and disobedient. Or maybe it's your career. No one would know that you're a follower of Jesus Christ by by your work ethics or how you treat the people you work with. Or, Or maybe it's your money. As much as you know God's direction for that part of your life, the the spending and the saving and the giving, you keep on doing what you want to do. Whatever it might be, in this one area you're saying, God, I know what your word says, and God, I know what your spirit is prompting me to do or not to do, but God, the answer is no, I'm going to manage this one on my own. Friends, it's uncanny, but it's true. 
that one area, and I'm not saying might, I say that one area will eventually start to affect other areas of your life. And pretty soon life won't be working very well anymore. And you'll trace it back and you'll see that it was that one little private domain that you thought you could manage better than God. Friend, I can tell you that any area of life that is not under God's leadership and God's wisdom will eventually be the source of great heartache and great pain and great frustration in your life and the lives of others. And so the writer of Proverbs is saying, don't submit yourself to that kind of risk. In all your ways, acknowledge God. And in every area of your life, surrender yourself to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And if you have any secret private domains that are, are, are unyielded to God, turn them over to God. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, one last phrase, and, and it's a promise. And it's this. And he will make your paths straight. Let, let's, let's be sure we understand what this promise means. God, God isn't saying that, that he's going to make your life healthy and, 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 and wealthy and, and comfortable. God isn't saying that he's going to make you popular and, and, and well-liked by everybody. That God isn't saying that, that everything in life is going to go just the way you'd like it to go. But this is what God's saying. The word of God is telling us, trust God with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And then God will give your life direction. And God will give your life purpose. And God will give your life meaning and focus. And God will guide you. And God will protect you. And God will work in and through your life. And God will give you an inner sense of peace and satisfaction and joy that nothing can take away. See, there's good reason. There's a, there's a great adventure with, with your name that, that God wants to lead your future into. And it's true, there's going to be some hardship along the way. There's going to be some difficulties. We all go through that kind of stuff. But there is a plan that God is inviting each one of us to be a part of. And either we, we turn our palms over and we say, God, I'll sign up. God, I'll trust you with all my heart. God, I'll let you lead and guide my life all the way to the end. And God, I'll let you take me with you to heaven for all of eternity. Either we sign up for that kind of a relationship with God or, or we're on our own. And it all comes down to that word trust. The decision to trust God. So my question for all of us this morning is are you willing to trust God and see if God proves himself trustworthy to you? First of all, perhaps you've come here today and, and you've been, you're still on this investigative journey with God. You're still asking the questions. And, but you, you know what? As you look at it, you say, you know what? You know what, Steve? 
my questions have really been answered. Over the last several weeks, the last several months, or even the last several years, as, as I've asked those questions about God, those questions have really been answered. And, and so, Steve, you know what? I think today I am ready to take that big step of trust in Jesus Christ as my Savior. So what I'd like us to do, first of all, is could we just all bow our heads, all right, everybody? I just want this to be a very personal time. And so I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm speaking, first of all, to you who come here today and, and up to this moment, Jesus Christ has not been a part of your life. But you would say, you would say in all honesty, you know what? God is worthy of my trust. Jesus Christ is worthy of my trust. I'm just going to ask you, just take your, take your hands and put your palms up and have this conversation with God. Just you yourself with God. God, today I ask you to come into my life. I put my trust in your son, Jesus Christ, as my Savior. And I, I ask you for your forgiveness and I ask you to make me your child. There are others of us here today who would say, you know what, Steve, in all honesty, I need a, I need a time of real re- rededication of trust. Perhaps there was a time in your life when you fully trusted God, but, but over the last several years, maybe over in the last several months, things have changed where you thought you could do it better on your own, maybe just in one area of your life. And so I'm going to ask you this morning, to recommit yourself to trust God. And I'm going to ask you to turn your palms up and say, God, I'm going to trust you with all of my heart. And God, I'm not going to rely on my own insight. And God, in all my ways, I acknowledge you as God and I trust you, God, to direct my path in this life all the way to heaven. Jesus Christ, I want you to be Lord of every part of my life. Father, living in this bewildering and confusing world, we thank you that there is a steady hand that we can hold, that there is a certain path that we can walk that is straight and true, God, we thank you that there is a love and a wisdom that we can depend on. God, we thank you that you are the sovereign God who is perfect in wisdom and infinite in power, who is completely trustworthy. God, I pray that you will strengthen all of us to trust you every part of our life. In the name of Jesus Christ and for your glory, amen. You know, we have someone else who's been a part of our church for her whole life, really, and that's Christy Taylor. And Christy is serving God in missions, and I'd like you just to watch this video together, all right?